Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. Today, I am joined by Jeff Van Gorder, our Philly director. Uh, Jeff, welcome back onto the pod. We've had you on a couple times here recently. Uh, glad to have you back. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me back, Christian. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm glad you said Christian. I think I completely skipped over. Uh, I'm your host, Christian. If you've been listening, you knew that right from the jump. Uh, but we're back today. We're going to have a good conversation for our audience out there. I don't think this one will be uh, too long of a combo. We're going to get in and get out. But uh, we're going to talk about a topic that, to be frank, I uh, get a little confused with. And I think it's a very common thing in this youth basketball world uh, that both parents and players get kind of confused in this spring summer period about, you know, when are these live periods? When are these dead periods? What camps should I be going to? What showcase camps are good? What elite camps are good? Uh, which ones are phony? Which ones are, are actually not going to really help me get any traction in the recruiting world. I just think there's a lot of uh, questions during this time period that both families and players have um, that hopefully we'll answer just a little bit today. Um, Jeff, you've been on here before, but really quickly, I'd love for you to just provide a, a, a very quick uh, background on your college coaching experience to the audience so they you know, know why your uh, words here will have some value. Yep. Uh, so been a college coach uh, for 12 years now. Um, started at Hamilton College in upstate New York, um, you know, about 12 years ago now. I was there for four years. Uh, really good academic school. Uh, competes in the NESCAT conference in Division Three. So very high academic student athlete to, you know, a lot of the guys that we ended up getting and a lot of the guys at the schools in that league end up getting you know, had some different division one opportunities, you know, maybe even some division two opportunities, but decided to go to Hamilton, um, you know, or other like schools in the NESCAC because of the basketball competition. And then obviously the academic part of it. So um, from there, I went on to be the full-time assistant at Carnegie Mellon uh, in Pittsburgh um, was there for three seasons, really enjoyed my time in Pittsburgh and, and like Hamilton, it's a little bit bigger of a school, but academics, you know, kind of plays the most vital part, um, you know, of recruiting the student athletes there. So uh, UAA is the, the league that Carnegie Mellon is a part of and has universities like Rochester, NYU, Wash U, Case Western, Emory, uh, a lot of good schools. So um, very familiar with going to a bunch of prospect camps and, you know, finding some of these guys. Um, and, and now currently I'm at our Sinus College um, right outside of Philadelphia and compete in the Centennial Conference with Schools like Johns Hopkins, um, Swarthmore, who's been top 15 in the country for Division Three the past two or three years. Um, so, again, another school that emphasizes academics, but very good basketball players that attend as well. So uh, looking forward to talking more about these camps and kind of the recruiting period with you. Yeah, and just to add on to that, uh, as I said at the beginning, you're also our Philly director, as well as our national recruiting director here for PSB. So uh, providing this recruiting advice across the, the nation is, is something you're actively doing um, as a role for us, uh, which is awesome to have you on the convo for this, because I, I want to make it very clear again. Um, I was a college basketball manager, Jeff. I didn't actually play club basketball uh, in high school. I just played high school basketball worked out in the summer. Um, I don't know. So I never really like went to showcase camps or elite camps or, or, uh, got involved in all of this. Uh, now 
I've been a trainer for 10 years. I've been at PSB for three years. I've, you know, heard this. I've worked some showcase camps like the Jay Billis camp and stuff with Paul Biancardi. So I've been all around it, but there's still a lot of questions I have. So I want to start with uh, these, these uh, live period, evaluation period, dead period. There's just like one week when coaches can watch you, three weeks when they can't. I don't know. It all gets confusing. Can you just shine some overarching light on, on what these periods are and what they mean? Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, the live period tends to take place during the the spring and summer months, you know, out of the season from, you know, the high school basketball season. Uh, typically, this is where you're going to be playing with, you know, your travel teams, you know, like pro skills basketball and, you know, other teams all over the country. And as of right now, this past year, um, we're back to a little bit of, you know, relatively normal, um, you know, periods for the NCAA uh, re- recruiting periods. Uh, the last couple of years, it's been kind of, you know, confusing up and down. They've changed. Um, so this year they went back to two evaluation periods in April uh, or live periods in April. Um, the first one was, I believe, April 8th through 10th this year. And uh, the next one was, you know, the 22nd to the 24th of April. Uh, this is where Division One, Division Two schools um, can go out and watch all the student athletes at these different tournaments. Um, they have about, I think, four or five days in each period to do it. Um, now what's, what's a little bit different here is this is where they can go and see you play live. Um, there are a lot of options now online, um, you know, where guys can watch on, you know, web streams and, you know, they can, you know, reach out and contact you at any point during the spring and during the summer. Um, but actually being in person and seeing you live, that's, that's kind of why they call it the live period, um, Mm -hmm. evaluate prospects live. Um, so now we're kind of, you know, we're still in a, you know, what they would call, you know, an evaluation period where coaches can reach out. Um, you know, they can look at film. Uh, they can talk to high school coaches. They can go to, you know, maybe some, you know, different open gyms at times, you know, the D2s and the D3s. Um, you know, and now the the second live period is going to happen in June. And, and that's going to be for the high school student athletes. Um, there's going to be high school, you know, kind of team camps or team showcases all over the country. Um, Here in Philly, there's two major events, you know, the last two weekends in June where guys will go and play with their high school, um, you know, high school teams at these different camps. And that'll also be a live period where, you know, division one, division two schools are allowed to, you know, watch you guys play live. And then, you know, a little bit of a quiet period for a couple of weeks and then July comes and there's two different um, live periods come July. I believe this year that is July, 7th through the 10th, and I believe July 22nd to the 26th, potentially, or 22nd to 24th. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, when D1s and D2s can come watch you play live. Um, that That's the biggest difference, you know, and the one thing that, you know, maybe high school sophomores have to kind of, you know, focus on right now is kind of the, the contact period, um, you know, or evaluation period where, you know, I think a lot of guys see on social media, you know, that different people may get offers, different people may get interest from division one and division two schools, um, but they can't physically contact you via text or, you know, a phone call until a certain point during your junior year. Um, you know, so you may not have an offer as a sophomore. You may be good enough to play a division one school as a sophomore, but um, you may not have an offer yet, or that coach may not have come and see you play live yet because they can't even contact you. Um, you know, until some point in your junior year, I think it's early in the fall season. Um, so that's kind of the, those are the biggest differences to kind of concentrate on. Now, the one thing that people don't realize is division three schools, um, they can come see any tournament you live at any point this year. So mm. 
just mm-hmm. because you're playing in a tournament, you know, that isn't during a live event. There are plenty of Division three and even some Division two schools that can come and watch you play um, during those periods. So um, still important to go to good tournaments, still important to play good competition um, and also important too to get good film, you know, where you can still send some maybe scholarship guys um, to different film at some of these tournaments as well. So um, those are the biggest differences. But yes, I think some people get confused at when Division one, Division two can come see. And then I think they're also confused when they find out that Division three schools can really go see you at any point this summer or spring. Yeah, I think, you know, as I'm listening to you, a lot of a lot to unpack there. But number one, you said, obviously, it's, you know, 2022. We're in this new digital age where coaches can watch film of you um, just about any time. Um, but you're talking about how D3 coaches can be there anytime. I, it's kind of rounding out to me. Hey, when you show up to hoop, you need to show up to hoop because you never know who's going to be watching, whether it's a live period, dead period. They can see your film. Uh, D3 coaches could be there. So I don't know as I'm as I'm listening to you. Obviously, all these dates are important. But to the players out there, I, I'm almost thinking, don't worry about any of the dates. Just just play. Somebody's going to be watching at any of these times anyways. Um, now, I guess, yes, during some of these live periods, maybe there's higher stakes, more, more eyeballs at the time, but um, it's going to matter no matter what. But the one thing you didn't touch on was, was dead periods, right? So that's, that's a period when you're saying just division one, division two are not allowed to, uh, are they allowed to watch film at home or, or no contact, no film, no nothing, but D3 still allowed to uh, operations as usual during the dead periods. Yeah. So the dead periods essentially is, you know, they can't go out. They can't go out to see you play live. They can't go to high schools. Um, uh, I think, you know, they can still, you know, log on and watch film. Um, You know, they, the biggest difference is I think some prospects need to know is they can't physically maybe reach out to you, but you can reach out to them. You know, like if you've talked to them before Mm. and you know that there's interest, you can reach out to them and send them, you know, film and a schedule and be proactive that way. And that's, something that I tell every one of our guys, you know, even at the D3 or D2 level, you know, like still be proactive. If you're proactive and you send the film to them, they can watch it. Like they can, they can interact with that. And then when it comes time for the evaluation of a live period or contact period, they can then reach back out to you and, and they have something already rather than, you know, starting from square one. Um, and, and something to kind of piggyback off, you know, what you were saying, Christian, in regards to be ready to ball at all times. I think something that, prospects and families definitely either don't know or they forget about that I try to you know let everybody know when I talk to them is the basketball world is very big but it's also very small (laughs) um you know division three or division two coaches like they may have played at a division one level or division two level and have connections at a scholarship level so while they are out you know kind of evaluating when some of these other scholarship schools aren't um they may see somebody and be like wow like this kid would be a perfect fit for you know, just, just going down the street, you know, Villanova, this kid would be a perfect fit for St. Joe's or Drexel, you know, and and reach out to that coach on behalf of that set of that kid. So yeah, for sure. Like guys got to be ready to ball at all times because you really truly never know who is watching you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, So, okay. We've kind of discussed these periods a little bit. Now let's, let's slightly shift the convo because uh, whether uh, you know, our audience is just listening to through this because they saw it pop up as a new podcast notification, or they may have come across it on a blog that we have up um, on our website, which is about uh, showcase in elite college basketball camps and these these live periods and just kind of navigating this world of it and, and, and what showcase camps are, are good. And are they actually good for you to go spend your money and time on um, versus 
elite camps, which uh, Brendan, who had written this article, talks about are camps that are actually run by colleges, sometimes on their campuses, um, and just kind of navigating this world of all these different camps. There's just so many nowadays. Everybody's saying they can put on a camp for you and and tweet out that you you played well and, and get you college attention. Let's try to get into the, the weeds of that a little bit. First of all, Jeff, like how would you maybe differentiate these camps, like uh, a showcase camp, an elite camp? How do you see them from a college coach's perspective? Um, yeah, good question. I mean, so the, the most important thing I think for each prospect is to do their homework a little bit. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, don't, you know, if a division one school sends you a, an email that invites you to their prospect camp as a sophomore or junior, number one, that's great. Um, but number two, you know, you have to, if you had had, if you have had no contact with that school up until the point of where you received an email, um, chances are they're just trying to get you to go and, you know, quite frankly, trying to collect money. Um, now, if you had been in talks with that school or program and, you know, then they invite you to the prospect camp. Um, sure. Like by all means, they, they want to have you there. They want to evaluate you as a prospect. Um, but generally speaking, if you get invited to a big time, you know, division one, prospect camp, you know, even a school that's further away that you've frankly, maybe not never heard of before. Um, chances are that's not one that you want to go to and you're part of a mass email. Um, you know, number two, from a college coaching perspective, I really enjoy some of the low major division one elite camps that are hosted. Um, you know, for me being at Hamilton, being at Carnegie Mellon, like I said, and even her sinus, you know, kind of more of a high academic school, the student athletes that attend, you know, maybe some of these Penn elite camps or, you know, uh, Dartmouth or Yale, um, Cornell, Columbia, Colgate, you know, some of the Patriot Ivy League elite camps. Those are great because, um, number one, there's always going to be good competition there, um, you know, because they're going to invite some guys that they think can play, you know, at their level. Um, and they're going to invite some guys that maybe they view as being borderline. You know, they got to see play live. Um, and for me, Division three, Division three coach. I want the guys that maybe barely miss the cut, you know, from that level or the guys that get an offer at that place, but choose to come, you know, to sinus or Carnegie Mellon because they want to play more right away. Um, so those camps are great for prospects because there's going to be other division three schools and division two schools there. It won't just be that school. Um, and so that leads me to my next point, go to the camps that there will be multiple college coaches there. Don't go to the camps where it's just them. Um, unless, like I said, you've had a relationship with that coaching staff and you know that they're evaluating you seriously, then by all means, definitely go to that camp. But if the first contact you have with that school is, you know, inviting you to an elite camp, you're better off maybe looking at one of these Patriot Ivy league camps. And, you know, you know that there's going to be other division two and division three schools there. Um, and Hey, like who knows, maybe you play way better and you weren't known about. And all of a sudden, you know, that division one school that's hosting it, that piques their interest a little bit, um, you know, and so that's those are the camps I would recommend first and foremost. So the camps that have multiple colleges, they're evaluating, not just their school. Um, and then hold on. I want to pause you really quick, because right away, I just want to clarify. So you're saying those uh, prospect camps and elite camps, I'm assuming that's kind of the same the same idea that that colleges invite uh, players into right away. You're saying those are the ones that you really pay attention to because it's run <laughs> by colleges. You you're not having to like uh, view through a tweet that a kid played well. You're going and directly watching and, you know, it's a well run thing right away. You're saying those are the really big ones that coaches are looking at. 
Yep, for sure. And, and that's, and so again, like there will not be other division one schools, maybe at these Ivy Patriot camps. Actually, I know there won't be other division one schools at the Patriot Ivy camps, but yep. if you, you know, have dreams of playing division one, by all means, that's awesome. But I think at this point, you know, come spring and come summer, you should have some serious talks with your coaches, you know, with your family, um, figure out what you want, you know, besides basketball and also be kind of honest with yourself about what your level is. Um, you know, and, and if you're a borderline division three or division one guy and you want some of these more high profile division three schools to see you, like you need to go to those camps. Um, and that's kind of the, the, the elite camps that, you know, some of these schools host. Now I really want to get into weeds now of, I think, I think that, I think, you know, for our listeners, those answers you just gave were maybe somewhat expected. It's going to be well run on, on a college campus with college uh, scouts there. I think maybe where really where it gets into the are these reputable or not are these these showcase camps. And I think uh, we'll maybe point out a few that aren't so good that, that people should not waste their investment on. But I want to start a highlight with, you know, we're really good friends with the Jay Billis skills camp. We've helped with a lot. We're really good friends with Paul Biancardi, who runs a lot of these. Um, there are these showcase camps that are good and, and can, you know, get you in front of good eyeballs who, like you said, the basketball world is, world is small. And if the right people see you play well, they know people and, and can spread the word. Um, so there are some good ones out there. But from a college coach, how much, you know, weight do you put on these these showcase camps? And what what would you like to say to anyone out there who's ready to spend however many hundreds of bucks some of these completely random camps say that they'll get you a college scholarship? You know, what would you you speak on? Yeah, and and, and that's there are some really good showcase camps out there, Christian. And, and, and I'm not saying don't go to those um, by any means. I'm saying do your homework with it. And like the Jay Billis camp is going to have college coaches working that camp just like the Ivy Patriot League camps would. Um, so that would be a great camp to go to. Um, again, I think whenever you get an invite to one of these showcase camps, you know, I think generally speaking, most families, you know, know about the more well-known organizations that run showcase camps in their area. Um, if you get an email from somebody that you don't recognize, immediately you should reach out to your high school um, or travel coach and just kind of ask them like, hey, like I got this email what do you guys know about it? Um, and the most important thing is there's going to be a lot of showcase camps that promise college coaches in attendance. Um, you have to maybe do some homework and figure out if that's going to be completely true. Um, you know, just spitballing, you know, knowing in this area and also kind of around the country, the camps do a really good job or, you know, the, the zero gravity guys who put on the all academic showcase. Um, they have a huge camp at in Babson um, in the Northeast where, all the high academic NESCAC, UAA, Centennial, you know, Division Three, Division Two coaches would be attending. Um, they host those kind of all over the country. They'll be in Chicago. They'll be at Babson. They'll be around here in Philly. Those guys do a really good job where there's going to be a lot of prep school coaches as well there. You know, that's something else that we could do another pot on. But, you know, if you're not sure, you know, you want to go to college and you want to prep a year, you know, there'll be prep school coaches at those events. Um, the Hoop Group is another organization that puts on some good events and, you are guaranteed to have college coaches there working the camp and coaching the guys. Um, so those are the two that I know around here. I know Jay Billis does a good job around you guys, um, you know, out West, West coast elite. Um, you know, I used to go to their stuff. Um, they do a really good job as well. So those are the ones off the top of my head. Not that there's not more out there, but yeah, for sure. Off the top of my head that um, I know are reputable and I know I've done a really good job in the past, you know, with guys that we've recruited and also guys that, you know, have gone, you know, to get scholarships. So 
um, those are, those are the ones I would recommend. Yeah. And I, again, I got to shout out my, my guy, Paul Biancardi, who we've, uh, we've also worked with a lot, who I think has run a good, a few that I've been involved with down here and that I've actively seen coaches at and watching. So there's, there's good ones, but I think you just, you highlighted it. Just do your homework. Um, you know, listen, people are trying to make money out there. We can't blame them. They're going to try to get as many people to their camps as they, they possibly can. But, uh, I think ultimately, you know, I wanted to make sure Jeff, that we were not just, coming on here like, oh, all these suck, just come to PSB. No, not at all. We know there's really good ones out there. We just want to help you all uh, not only spend your money, but your time, your your physical resources and using your your body uh, to go risk possible injury, whatever it may be, um, do that at, at the right place. Jeff, do you have any just kind of final thoughts on this overarching topic for any parent out there who may be listening, any player um, just on this this period of spring, summer, trying to get recruited, going to these camps? Any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I, mean, I think this is a is a hot button topic. Um, I think, you know, parents and families definitely need to do their homework, like I said, and, and reach out to, you know, PSB families, reach out to me, reach out to your city directors, reach out to your coaches, um, anybody else out there listening that's not part of PSB, just make sure you're touching base with your high school coach and, and your travel coaches when you hear about different prospect camps. Um, ask them, you know, ask them what camps in the area they should be, that you should be attending, um, you know, and they should know. Um, and then secondly, you know, secondly, when you go to these camps, um, there's always going to be, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys there, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys there no matter what camp you go to. And, and sometimes guys tend to want to press and, you know, want to make a play every single time because it may not be as organized as your AAU, as your AAU club or, you know, your high school club, because yes, there will be college coaches and some guys there trying to help you out, but, you know, you're just getting together for 15 minutes for your first game and then they throw you out there. Um, so you, you never know who you're going to be playing with. Um, there may be a guy that, you know, shoots it 20 times a game and you get two shots. Um, so again, make sure you're doing all the right things and making all the right plays and playing hard defensively. You know, coaches can tell who has the right basketball IQ. Coaches can tell who reacts well to, you know, good or bad plays. Um, and that'll all fall into place where, you know, you could also ultimately hurt yourself to go to these camps and try to be one of those guys that shoots at 20 times um, and makes, you know, five of them, you know, so definitely don't try to do too much play within yourselves, um, do your research and any camp that has college coaches working it or evaluating it is going to be a great one to go attend. Because again, like you said, you started early on uh, this, this hoops world really is a small world. If you get in front of the right eyes and you do the right things, uh, people talk and, and, more than likely you'll get noticed. So uh, set yourself up from the jump correctly by doing the research on the front end and make sure um, you are getting in front of those right eyeballs so that when you make those good plays, it, uh, it counts. Jeff, thanks for jumping on. Uh, that's all for the Youth Hoops Pod. If you're listening um, and you're up in Philly, please reach out uh, to our uh, Pro Skills Philly. You can reach out to us on social media um, at Pro Skills Basketball, um, and we can uh, refer you up there if you're up there or anyone else around. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to DM us, reach out to us. Um, we're here to help. We hope you guys enjoyed. Jeff, thanks for jumping on. That's all for our episode today. We'll be back soon with another conversation. Mm -hmm.